it's that time again to sit down, pour yourself a drink and enjoy a story or two with your two newest best friends. It's Sean and G for the Sean and G podcast. It's post-lockdown thoughts. We're out of post or out of lockdown. It is now post-lockdown and I am joined by my illustrious uh, co-host. It's G. How are you, buddy? Illustrious. I like I like that. I like that. And unfortunately, I lost a game of table tennis, <laughs> which I think takes away from my title. I was up one set. You came back two sets to one. We leveled it at two all, and I had a big seven seven shot lead in the fifth set. You did and you came back and took it. What were you calling yourself? A cross between Philippusis and Andre Agassi. Yeah. <laughs> when you were hitting back backhands, it was Andre Agassi. And with, with that serve, you were you were the poo, Mark Philippusis. I think you called me John Millman. And you said <laughs> at one point my fans were, were leaving when you're up eight points in the, the, the deciding set. You said John Millman's fans, are, they've, <laughs> they've gone for the exit. Uh, they came back and they saw uh, the big dog. What a tussle it was. It was a tussle. 20 all in the fifth. We went through five balls. That's how <laughs> aggressive we were playing. <laughs> but it is, of course, the Sean and G podcast. And today we're talking about post-lockdown anxieties. And we've had a lot of people messaging in on Instagram. And if you're not following us on Instagram, please do give us a follow. It's the uh, it's Sean and G podcast on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. But We've had a few people messaging us in after episode one, talking about them feeling a bit of a strain, a bit of a internal conflict about leaving lockdown uh, and some of the anxieties that are popping up. And, you know, we've spoken about this at length, that it's it's been quite challenging. A lot of uh, internal conflicts we've, we've endured ourselves, but we find ourselves sitting in the same room together, which is really quite nice. For a change, yeah, and it looks like it's um, finally finally happening. And we, part of being in the same room is uh, we get to drink the same things. And uh, we've, uh, as you can probably hear that, Sean's just cracked a can of Sophie Spritz lemon and elderflower flavour. So a bit of white wine for this episode. It sounds like something out of Sex in the City, doesn't it? Like a Sophie Spritz. Would not know that one, Sean. Such a Samantha. <laughs> So lockdown thought, or post-lockdown thoughts, I keep saying lockdown thoughts, it's a habit of season one, it's season two, episode two, uh, post-lockdown thoughts of the Sean and G podcast, talking about anxieties after lockdown, and G, you have embarked on a bit of travel, of course for business, you've followed all of the regs, you've got the exemptions, you're doing the right thing, um, but uh your old man, he was a little bit cautious about the whole travel, and not just for this trip, but another upcoming trip of yours. <laughs> what did Bill say? Yeah, look, I've um, I've managed to uh, secure an exemption to to travel and work overseas for for a few months, and you know, as exciting as that is, and shout out to Amchahal Triple Eight, who's going to join me on that trip. As exciting as that is, I'm sure you can imagine. Our viewers who've heard the stories about Big Mac, a.k.a. Billy Saro, and my mum, Kadeep, they're of the conservative type. So, you know, for someone of 
of the conservative type. It's a it's a new adventure that they're not really a hundred percent behind uh, initially. They seem to be on board now, but but yeah, like uh, Big Mac uh, or Billy Saro, as they call him, has um, really voiced his concerns about the origination. He's not happy for the the big tuna to be travelling as well, or is he... Yeah, he doesn't want the big tuna to hit international waters. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's not safe out there. Not in these early stages. Just because the government says it's safe, Big Mac reckons it's not safe out there. So you mentioned uh, the originations of COVID. What's... What's got in Billy's mind? What's <laughs> What's Billy S saying at the moment? Yeah, he's he's very uh, he's very anti anti. And I wouldn't say he's anti-vaxxer. He's vaccinated, but uh, and he's you know he very much believes you do what's best for yourself. But he uh, once once it came apparent that you know the coronavirus or COVID originated from Wuhan, China, he's basically gone anti anti-Asian in every sense of the word. Not in a racist manner. I mean, we have uh, we have quite a lot of Asian restaurants in in and around Whoopi, but he refuses to eat at any of them. And one of our mine and Gert's favourite joints is the Thai restaurant uh, on Beach Street, which is obviously a completely different country. Shout out to uh, Beach Street Thai. Yeah, <laughs> Thai Chai Yo. Uh, if you get your hands on the wonton soup, sensational. But uh, yeah, so. He refuses to eat the rice from <laughs> Just Thai, or does he refuse to eat Vietnamese and Chinese and anything from the region, except of course what for Indian food? Oh. <laughs> He's found a loophole. Yeah. <laughs> India ravaged by COVID, but it's good for a naan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask about the naan while we're talking naans. It's not often we're talking naans, but while we're talking naans, the garlic naan. Legit, or is it a Western take on the naan? Oh, legit. Legit? legit. Yeah, shout out to Whoopi Tindery Nights, you know, show of unplugged plugs, unpaid plugs. Um, I've actually gone, you know, as head chef at the Crab Shack um, and master of the Thundord. I've actually been in there for a lesson or two. They show me how they make the naans, very traditional. Definitely not. Definitely not Westernized. Traditional as, and um, yeah, very much part of the fabric. When was the last time you travelled back to India? 2016. Uh, I went back to India for for a mate's wedding, and it was uh, went in January, which is a bit of a change. Don't normally go at that time of year, but it was freezing cold. Do you reckon Billy will be jumping on the first plane to visit friends and family back in India, or do you think it's going to be a it's going to be a bit of a wait for him before he jumps on? Yeah, I think it's it's a, it's going to be a never. Um, so he's, he's very left field. And it's not that he doesn't – he sees what's going on. So it's not that he's a non-believer or anything like that. But it's because of what he sees yeah. that he's quite happy to stay in uh, at the Crab Shack in the heart of Wagorga and just go about his daily business and, and not venture out and risk getting caught up in anything. Well, you've got the fire pit at the Crab Shack. You've got the tendor that's uh, – it's just got the flaming – Hot meats straight Home from the tins. Where the heart is. Yes. What <laughs> other? Any other anxieties for for Billy uh, with you embarking on this trip to? Or maybe, or maybe not even for your old man. But what about for you yourself? You're yeah. going to be embarking on this trip very soon overseas. overseas. Uh, you must be feeling many different emotions. Good question. Good question. And it is something I've I've thought about. And it's not. What gets me? What what's um a little bit nervous? 
um, for me is exactly what we talked about in in episode one, where it's it's not so much that you want to do it. You definitely want to do it. You you want to go over there and experience things, but it's the process because it's not really advertised what you need to do to get over there. So it's a bit you, hidden, isn't it? Yeah. So you kind of no one talks about it. No one knows what you have to do. Um, and that's that's a little bit nerve wracking because no one's traveling outside of Australia. So the rest of the world is is open and flowing, and but no one from Australia is allowed to leave. So for those who are allowed to leave, you know, how did you do it? What did you have to do? And now that I've started that process and I can see what's involved, it's a bit nerve wracking. So I'm sure I'll be fine once I get on the ground and I'm, I'm out and about. But uh, yeah, between between A to B is um, that's the, the time concern. that you're a bit concerned. And we kind of touched on it on the, the first episode back in season two of the Sean and G podcast about just needing to be a little bit, not just flexible, but a bit fluid with just that things aren't going to be smooth. They're going to be new. They're going to be different to how we do things in Australia. Like once you get outside of Australia, the way other countries are handling things and their processes um, could be very different. And you kind of just have to, in, in some ways, just roll with it, knowing that you don't know and that's that's okay yeah exactly that you know the government makes announcements day in day out and then all of a sudden one day it's all good we can we can go ahead and you know Qantas has now announced flights for international travel um and i don't want to get into investigating the train just yet but um the public is a little bit skeptical some of the other anxieties that are coming through were the fact that you know everything opened up pretty quickly and then all of a sudden We've, look, I've got some friends that uh, are giving the pub a bit of a wide berth still at this point. They're just not convinced that now's the right time to be doing that. And I've got others that really were missing that social connection. And um, we we heard of in season one when we had our, our good mate Jack came on the podcast and he was talking about, particularly in, in Melbourne, the number of teenagers and, and young people aged 18 to 25 that are really struggling with their mental health during lockdown and particularly people living on their own or living away from, from family and friends or they don't have a significant other. So for them to be able to get back um, in a social venue and be able to be around other people, it's such a boost to, to their mental fitness. Um, I've got other friends that are really struggling with the small talk because not much has really been happening, G, for the last little while. There's not a lot going on in the world uh, for us to talk about. I mean, most of the sport's wrapped up. We're, I mean, the Ashes will be kicking off before too long. But largely, outside of talking about case numbers and vaccine rates, there's not a whole lot to talk about. There's only so much you can bash Gladys, Scamo, Daniel Andrews, and eventually he just gets old. So, yeah, I certainly can hear that. So the small talk factor is a bit of an anxiety for a lot of people. It's something that I struggle with as well. Um, people that don't seem to struggle with small talk is my old man, the Rob Dog. Always finds <laughs> he finds a way to to kill a half hour pretty quickly. Uh, he's always got something to talk about. The he's old one way conversation. The one way conversation. You know it well. Whenever you whenever you'd pop over to pick me up to play a game of golf when I'm visiting them and you get stuck for half an hour, he's telling you all the things you don't really don't don't really need to know but but all of a sudden you do know and that's okay um i reckon you know for the rob dog his anxiety and you, you spoke about asian food and your yeah. dad giving it a wide berth except for indian um not sure whether he's eaten any other naturally yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
my dad, I think one of his anxieties when when things open up and we start to dine at restaurants again, is he's going to have to get back on the chopsticks. <laughs> There's going to be a time when we're eating at a at a, an Asian restaurant. And there's not going to be a knife and fork. It's going to be be chopsticks alone. And And he struggles, G. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, right. He's he's one of these guys that's late to the party. He's an analog man in a digital world (laughs) in many ways. Classic. He was late to getting a smartphone. He was late to getting a computer. He was late to getting a... Smart TV. He's he's. I'm not saying he's not smart. I'm just saying he hasn't really <laughs> picked up many smart objects yeah. for a while. Um, other than my mom. Shout out to the gen. Um, <laughs> but the chopsticks. He struggles with them. And whenever we're eating, and sometimes Helena and I will cook something. You know, we might cook some homemade, some sushi or something like that. Roll some sushi at home and get the chopsticks out. Just wow. to very cultured. Stop it. Um, <laughs> And he'll he'll get on the chopsticks, have a bit of a practice before we go to the restaurant. And he struggles big time. And he calls them, he'll drop them, right? He'll he'll be using the chopsticks to pick up a bit of, you know, sashimi or whatever it is, and he'll drop it. And he says, without doubt, his reaction is, "Get back here, you slippery sucker." <laughs> uh, I know I know the rub dog pretty well, and I can just picture him doing exactly that. <laughs> He'd also be the first to have a, a bit of soy sauce splash on the shirt as well, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. On the good dress shirt from Coopers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Coopers. <laughs> Unpaid. Well, it is that time of the show. It is all about investigating the trend. Gee, what have you got for us this week? Yeah, look, we we touched on it a little bit earlier uh, in in the episode and. The trends, the, the trend that's out there at the moment in regards to, you know, things opening up and, and being able to get out and about, uh, you know, just this morning we watched um, a Qantas representative talk about how there's millions of seats available to travel to, you know, LA, London, um, out of Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane and Darwin as well. And um, whilst I thought her claim that there was millions of seats was, you know, a bit out there, I actually went and had a look. And um, a couple of, um, you know, reporting websites, so news.com um, was was a big one. They did some surveys and out of their surveys, 40% of people um, actually aren't interested in travelling. Um, so despite what you, you hear out there that, oh, Australians are keen to go, we are, you know, I'm, I'm on my way. But the majority of people are actually worried about what, it actually looks like they're anxious about the process. So we see, you know, the, the UK, for example, is open but has 25 to 30,000 cases a day. So do you want to go and expose yourself to that just because things are open? And that's what people are anxious about. How can the government go from complete lockdown, complete shutdown, to all of a sudden we're opening in a few weeks? And it's free range if you're vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated get away a little bit longer and um that's what people are anxious about i think it just ties in with the time of year as well and and gee i must say thanks for sharing that the data that's come out recently um but it, it, i think it comes with the time of year that we're heading into the holiday season um i know not everyone celebrates christmas we're a multicultural country and many cultures around the world that and, and a lot of agnostics as well 
Um, but nonetheless, it typically happens that Christmas time comes with it a bunch of public holidays. So typically people can cash in a bit of annual leave, can take an extended break um, and, and visit some of their friends or family around the world. And I think largely we've got a, a lot of people within Australia that are really keen to get outside of Australia for that holiday period. But yeah. They're just not sure whether it's the right time. And they kind of want to know. They want to know whether all of a sudden this is a reality and it could be done. Yeah. But should I do it? Exactly right. And, you know, back in the Dizay of yesteryear, and we're not talking too long ago, like 2018, 2019, I mean, you and I spoke about this today. Um, we just ducked out of New Zealand for three days. Cost 300 bucks out of Gold Coast. When was this? It was like two years ago, wasn't it? A couple of years back. Yeah, yeah. We flew over to Wellington and it was like no big deal. It was just like a week. I weekend. think I called you up the day before and I said, what are you doing tomorrow? And you go, not much. And I said, want to go over to Wellington for a few days? It was, it was yeah, it was like something like that. And yeah. I had a hire car for some reason. I can't remember. Car, your car was getting serviced. Yeah, something like that. And you just told me, oh, no, we just park them here at Kira Beach and walk to the airport. Yeah. And I was like, and leave it here while we're overseas for three. So, yeah, no worries. And so you left your car there. I left my car there. We went overseas for walked three over days. Walked to the airport. Walked to the air, Gold Coast Jumped the fence. Hopped on the plane. Shout out to Jetstar. Not sure <laughs> if they made it through COVID or not. But, um, and uh, went to New Zealand. But, like, right now, it's it's nerve-wracking to go from Coffs to Sydney. Like, you know, I'm here on business, but I didn't want to come to Sydney. You know, it's it's you just see what's happening, and yeah, it's, it's crazy. I think that was another one for for my family is that although they're about to be able to come down to Sydney in the coming months, like probably November, it's looking like they'll be able to pop down for a visit, but they, I don't think they will. Yeah. Given the choice. I mean, if if it's an essential reason, like, you know, for two years we're told no. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you're all free to go. So people are skeptical. I think there was this, this thought there'd be so much built up, and, and, and pent up sort of demand for, for travel that once you sort of, yeah, you know, yeah. open the gates, the bulls, the bulls run out and they, they have a field day. But it's not been that way. It's no. people a little bit cautious. They're poking their head out. They're having a little look. This is something I want to be part of. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. I'll just pop back in and maybe I'll give it till after the holiday season. I'll do this one by myself. Or, you know. <laughs> well, it's like anything in life. I don't know if you've seen Squid Games or not, but. You don't, want, have. you don't want to but be the first, do you? Yeah. You want to know what's going on and then, then you'll have a game. So, you know, everyone says, oh, it's all good now. But everyone's like, oh, I don't want to be the first one. Yeah. yeah I might be sixth or seventh. It sounds like you're going to be the first one, though. Could be first cab off the rank. Yeah, the, the guinea yeah. pig. Which is yeah. why I'm nervous, just nervous. like many Australians. But, uh, but hey, give it a go. Look, uh, gee, this has been uh, another fantastic opportunity to sit down with you, record a podcast face-to-face. Um, and it just makes you feel like whilst we've had the virtual world, we've been able to pick up the phone and call or have a Zoom meeting and see each other through a camera. Nothing beats the physical, nothing beats the eye contact, the body language, the the ability to give someone a hug. So whilst it might not be the right time for everybody to do that right now, I just have to say that when you do get the chance to do it, nothing beats it. Make it happen. This has been episode two of season two of the Sean and G podcast. It's post-lockdown thoughts. 
Sean and G, signing out. Ciao.